The following was originally broadcast on Northumberland 89.7 FM. For more podcasts and learn more about us, go to northumberland897.ca. And thank you for downloading this podcast. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of Reality Realty are not necessarily the views or opinions of Northumberland 89.7 FM. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult a professional when buying or selling your home. This is Reality Realty, and the information presented in today's show may differ from what you see on the national news or from large GTA media groups. It may even differ from the well-meant advice and expertise from family, neighbors, and friends. And why? Reality Realty comes to you from Northumberland 89.7 FM, and it's your local real estate forum where local professionals take on and talk about all things real estate with a direct focus on Northumberland County and the communities within it. I'm Dale Bryant and I'm a real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And in just a few moments, our guest will be Samantha Austin. Samantha is co-owner of a family business and the business is Just In Time Sanitation. And the title of today's show is Clearing the Air on Septic Systems. We'll be looking at all you need to know about the care and maintenance of residential septic systems. We'll, s- we'll start off the show this morning with Snapshot for September 19, 2019. And this is your local report on what's happening in the Northumberland real estate market. There have been 139 single-family residential sales over the past month. And that remains unchanged since last week's report. It leaves us with an increasing inventory of 542 residential listings for sale. Average selling price of successful sales over the past year is down by approximately $1,000 from last week's report, and it is now at $438,000. During the past year, people have received on average approximately 98% of the list price in a market time of 47 days. We are still in a seller's market with an absorption rate at approximately 26% based on the past month's sales trend. Meaning, we have a residential home inventory that can satisfy approximately 3.9 months of sales at the rate homes have been selling. As always, I research these Northumberland County statistics and I calculate the absorption rate using information from CoreLogic's matrix system. And matrix is the local realtor component of the MLS system that you're used to seeing. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you'll want this information to be area specific, specific to the property type you're dealing with and the price band it's in. So talk to your local realtor to help you understand the Northumberland market information that's most relevant to you. Today's mortgage rates stay steady. Five-year fixed is as low as 2.59% and a five-year variable as low as 2.85%. And as always with mortgages, some conditions do apply. And today's mortgage rates come to us from 
mortgage broker Carol Ann Bryant with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. And folks, that is your current snapshot of the residential real estate market right here in <coughs> Northumberland County. I'd also just like to remind everybody that the views and opinions expressed on Reality Realty or any of the articles presented do not represent necessarily the views and opinions of the station of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors or of any real estate brokerage or other realtor. They're simply our views and opinions at this time. As I mentioned earlier, our show today is titled Clearing the Air on Septic Systems and it just seemed like an appropriate topic since last week we did wells. So we're sort of focusing on the rural aspect of real estate at this moment. And our guest today is co-owner of Just-In-Time Sanitation, Samantha Austin. Samantha, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, th it's, it's, great, um, it's great that you could be here with this timing of doing wells and then septic. And Absolutely. It's, it's a great follow-up to that. Now, Samantha, I've, I, di I did some spying. Okay. I did, <laughs> some, <laughs> I did some spying. Okay, that's all right. Before, before the show because I wanted to look up your business some more and, and <coughs> just congratulations. I, when I go to your Facebook page, yes, you have such an abundance of five star reviews. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Like there, I think there was <laughs> 30 of them. There are quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, 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 you must be giving everybody amazing service. I read through them and uh, they just were all very genuine and people had great things to say. Can, can you tell us a bit about your business? Yeah, so we actually, um, Just-In-Time Sanitation was an existing company. Um, and my husband and I, Greg, um, purchased the company several years ago now. Um, basically, um, with the idea that I am a mother and I wanted to stay home with our children. So this was the perfect opportuni job opportunity for us. Um, we do a number of things. Septic pumping is, of course, the main mm -hmm. thing. We also do portable toilet rentals for job sites, weddings, special events. Um, we have anywhere from 100 to 200 of them out on monthly servicing at all points of the year. That is a lot of it units. It is a lot of units. Yeah. Um, and then we do currently have two big um, septic trucks, vac trucks, that run all day, five, six days a week. Um, doing residential septic and holding tank pump outs. Uh, we do a lot of real estate inspections, of mm -hmm. course, um, and real estate deals. And we get into, you know, fairs and festivals and yeah. all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And I, I noticed um, you, you <coughs> mentioned like the porta potties and on your site, you, you talk about wash stations as well. Yeah. So we have a number of different types of wash stations. Those are obviously more common for fe festivals, fairs, weddings, and things like that. Right. Especially when you're having food served, you want an option for hand washing stations. Absolutely. hundred mm -hmm. percent. Um, and we actually have an option of a portable toilet that has one inside. So rather okay. than just your typical hand sanitizer, yeah. you can have the option of having a hand wash station inside. So it's a lot nicer for your guests. Do any, uh, I think just it's not on topic with the septic systems, yeah. but it's making me think um, I can see how you could have a fair or, or a wedding or an event where people need it for, you know, a day or a day, a week, mm -hmm. whatever it might be. But do any businesses actually have 
um, rent your services like that and just rent them right around the the calendar year? Absolutely. So most home builders, construction job sites, those types of things, um, a lot of apple orchards or Mm. local farms, especially during their crop season. Uh, The majority of our long-term rentals, month to month, um, we've had several that have been there for years and years because of course they're subdivisions that are being built. Mm -hmm. They're there constantly. They're on a weekly service schedule. So we drop the toilet off as requested. And then we come back every single week. We do a full servicing, which includes a cleaning hand wash with Mm -hmm. bleach sanitizing, um, restocking of the toilet paper, the hand sanitizer. Okay. Yeah. So let's get into the septic septic systems. systems. Yeah. How about, um, and, and here, I mean, people that have always lived in town, no septic systems exist, but they don't necessarily know the different parts and how they function. Uh, one of the things I experience is a lot is people coming from the big city, and they've lived in in you know the hub of the universe forever, and then at some point in their life, uh, they're able to escape. Right. And they often come to Northumberland County, and they want to be rural. And so things like septic systems are just brand new to them. Yes. And, uh, I mean, you can't help it. If you go rural without uh, municipal um, sewage systems, you need you need some sort of septic or holding tank. That's and, correct. And so can you tell us a little bit about uh, basic parts and, and how they work? Absolutely. So... We get a lot of those calls, actually. A lot of people are moving out this way um, to enjoy our rural community, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, But like you said, they don't know anything about it. And they're trusting us 100% to give them all of the information regarding that. I do obviously direct them to our website, which is www.justintimesanitation.com. Or you can find us on Facebook also under Mm -hmm. Just In Time Sanitation. Um, But basically, the... The way the septic system is set up is that for us, at first, we will ask you, do you know where your septic is located? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, especially now that we are finding people are moving out this way, they are not aware of where the septic is located. So uh, we can give them pointers to try to locate it and expose the lids themselves as most of the lids are buried under the ground so when you look at your yard you wouldn't really have any idea Mm -hmm. especially if you're new and you're not used to looking for the signs correct exactly so um the recommendation for homeowners is to pump your tank every three to five years Mm -hmm. um that's just based on usage occupancy of the home how you kind of treat your system of course um there are people who don't believe in pumping their tanks ever and that's to each their own yeah (laughs) um as professionals we do not recommend that (laughs) yeah and and i mean some of the things i hear um when when i go to list a home and i um they have their rural home and they have a septic system and and then i because anybody buying a septic uh, a home with a septic system just about every buyer, if they don't want to, they ought to want to um, ask for the tanks to be pumped out. Absolutely. And inspected. Absolutely. And the system inspected. And and sometimes when I ask a homeowner that, they will proceed to tell me how many years <laughs> um, it's been and and 
that it's, it's ran without a pump out and the fact that um, you don't mess with that. You don't touch the formula. I hear that every day. If it's day. working. So, yeah. And, and I mean that <coughs> there's myths in everything and, and, and your industry certainly isn't shy of them. No. And what are some of the things you've heard, you've heard about um, maintaining that are the common is if it's, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah. A lot, um, a lot of the old farmers will say, you can just throw some roadkill down there and you'll never have to pump your tank. It'll just do what it needs to do. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, it may be functioning okay now, but the the length that it will will probably be shortened compared to what the life of a system is designed to be like. Yeah. Because keep in mind, I mean, when they're installing a system, they assume that you're going to maintain it, right? Mm -hmm. So with that being said, generally people don't call you, though, until they're having a problem, mm -hmm. which then that becomes yeah. interesting. I usually ask do you know how long it's been since your tank was pumped last? And if they say, well, I don't remember, then I'm thinking, okay, this could take a while. Could you please have a garden hose out there so the guys can add water and make sure they can spray it off? Because the longer you leave it, the less effluent is actually in the tank. Mm -hmm. um, I use the term effluent. You can say fluid. But it's very hard, as you can imagine, to vacuum that out if the yeah. if it's not broken up and mixed up. So we um, have the tools, of course, to do that. But sometimes mm -hmm. the longer they leave it, we have to add some water in so order to get it out. Let's get back to the, the like the anatomy of a septic system. So, uh, I mean, <clears throat> we all know we have our, our, our drains in the house and our toilets. And so, so let's when you start flush, the journey. <laughs> all right. So when you flush yeah. the toilet, because a lot <coughs> of people, like you say, don't even know what they have. So when you flush the toilet, um, your septic tank has dual chambers, which means there are two lids to the tank. The first chamber is where all of the solids kind of settle to the bottom. Mm -hmm. Grease and scum will layer on the top. And the effluent, so will all flow onto the second chamber. There is a small compartment in a, an opening in the two compartments to allow that to happen. Um, and then the leaching field is off of that end. So we call that the outlet end of the tank. There is a outlet pipe that then goes to a header, which essentially looks like a hand with five fingers right. with runs of your weeping field. Mm -hmm. And so that's you're how seeing, it gets away. You're seeing um, weeping field leaching bed leaching uh, bed tile, tile bed, bed. you'll hear different terminology yeah. for it. weeping field leaching field tile bed you'll hear different it depends on the contractor it depends but it's all that all means the same thing yeah. and and tile beds like likely the oldest um terminology because yes. it, they used to use tiles they did clay tile and we still see that every day Every There's still day. a lot of very original systems that have been very well maintained and we still see them every single day well, so, yeah. uh, I mean, good for those folks yeah, to, absolutely. to maintain it. And yeah. so, so that's basically how it does tank one, you know, oh, and, and then even before then in your basement, you, you could have a, a s like a little septic reservoir Sometimes there. Sometimes there is because especially out. if you have, um, downstairs bathroom facilities, yeah. you either have the toilet that has the pump attached to it, or you have a sewage basement, uh, basin, sorry, in the floor which then pumps it up and into the septic tank now in 2007 and newer 
these septic systems um, currently, like today's stuff, if you were putting in something new or if we see anything 2007 and newer, they have filters on the outlet end of the tank. They're called effluent filters. Mm-hmm. Um, those need to be maintained on a yearly basis. So, so prior to 2007, um, people weren't installing them with effluent filters. So obviously they, d- they were just counting on the breakdown of the solids in tank one and then the further breakdown in tank two. And the fact that you would maintain it yeah. on a regular basis, of course. So this, this new filter, this effluent filter. Yes. Um, what's it look like? How often should it be changed? Can you just clean it? Do you have to replace it? What What's it doing? <clears throat> so there are two different sizes, just dependent on the housing, who installs it, essentially. Um, they will be yellow or blue. They are actually built into the outlet baffle, essentially. Mm-hmm. So when you lift the lid to the tank, you will see a handle, which will be blue or yellow, with a diagram with arrows telling you which way to turn it, mm-hmm. um, much like a pool filter, actually, like okay. a skimmer that you would see. Yeah. You turn it, you lift it out, and it looks very much like a pool filter. You can spray it off with your garden hose, or you can just take a pail of water, dump it in, and kind of shake it up and down and rinse it out. Everything will come off, and you just make sure when you're putting it back in that you put it in the exact way that it was taken out, because if you do not, it won't work Okay. Um, Quite often, homeowners, um, we've been finding, don't even know they have one. So they'll call and they'll say, you know, my home is a year old. What's happening? My septic is backed up. And I'll say, well, did you clean the filter? How do they know their septic is backed up? So typical signs, um, which hopefully people will recognize right off the bat, but typical signs are slow drainage, gurgling that you might hear when you're flushing or, or... putting your kitchen draining your kitchen sink right but a lot of times those ones go unnoticed so especially for people who don't know because they're new to septic systems um when people flush sometimes you'll get sewage come up in the tub or the shower Mm -hmm. and that's when people get into panic mode so maybe a little bit of a smell in the house too you'll get a smell you'll get a sewer smell um quite often and you'll see some what looks like sludgy kind of water come up into the tub and generally at that point that's when you get that frantic phone call yeah yeah so um do you do do people call call just in time to change their uh, effluent filters, or is that something they do on their own? So they don't need to be changed, but they do need or, to be cleaned, uh, sorry, cleaned absolutely yeah. annually, once a year, 100%. Some places, depending on the traffic in the house, like the more occupants, the more you might mm-hmm. want to do it. Um, we do have clients who do it twice a year. Uh, it is completely up to you. If you feel comfortable um, cleaning it yourself, you are more than welcome to. It is not a difficult process. It's just mm-hmm. some people are not comfortable with the idea of working with sewage. So mm-hmm. we do have a very long list of people that we go around every fall, um, once a year and clean them for all of these clients. So that is definitely an option for anyone who is new, who has a filter, you have the option of cleaning it yourself or having us come around and do it. And I mean, it's not just that somebody doesn't want to do the digging for the tank or lift the lid or or just dealing with, with sewage. I mean, it, it, there's <coughs> a danger there, too. There is, they, and quite often when we show up, they disappear. 
they yeah. can't they can't handle the st- the smell. Yeah. Um, just the overall look of it can be unsettling for some people. Yeah. Um, but then of course, yeah, you have to make sure that all of our guys wear gloves and they're wearing the, the proper stuff and they've got their hand cleaner always on them. Like you don't obviously want to just stick your bare hand in there. And, so. and enough of the gases uh, for long enough, it, it can be deadly. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Samantha, we're going to take a break right now. And so, folks, uh, you've been listening to Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Join us after this break, and Samantha and I will continue to clear the air on septic systems. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant and Samantha Austin. And uh, as a guest this morning, and we're talking about septic systems, how they work, how they should be maintained. And uh, Samantha, just want to, I mean, you're in the business. You're likely quite aware of this. I, in my research for the show, I noticed that a lot of septic trucks are creatively decaled. Now, you folks, you're you're pretty straight shooters. You're you're. Um, it seems you're all business with your truck graphics. Is this true? W- is that how you would I be correct in saying that? Yeah, for the most part, you can see some. I mean, our name says it all, just yeah. in time, yeah. and I get jokes all the time. Yeah. Like, are you really just in time? <laughs> like, I hear it every day. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, that's probably old, and I'm just kind of a little bit maybe because I again I did the just in time yes. is enough. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, our our oldest fleet truck actually has a clock on it. <laughs> you know, oh, okay. Um, but we try to just be, yeah, fairly clean for the most part. There are some interesting ones that we have seen over the years. Even some of our friends in other counties and stuff have yeah. some interesting <laughs> sayings on the backs of their trucks. I I I I, I copied down three here. <laughs> I'll just read them. I I saw one on the back of a uh, septic. Tank, uh, septic pump, pump tank truck, and it said, "Caution: This truck is filled with political promises." That's a good one for this time of year, too, right? It is sort of appropriate. <laughs> I saw another one that said, "Straight flush beats a full house." That's a good one, and and maybe maybe my favorite that I saw, it said, "Satisfaction guaranteed, or your merchandise cheerfully refunded." <laughs> Have you seen that one before? I have seen that one. Yeah. I also have seen one that says we are number one in the number two business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, there you go. Good sense of humors, and uh, and you just don't forget it then. Uh, Samantha, we're, we were talking about the, the operation, the parts of a septic system, and you were mentioning um, three to five years that uh, septic systems should be pumped out. What's an approximate price for a pump-out, and how long does a pump-out take? Um, An approximate price depends on a couple of things, like a standard size tank, which is anywhere from 800 to 1,000 gallons currently, is $250 plus HST. The price does vary slightly 
if your tank is larger, the cost will be a little bit more. We do pay for disposal. All of our waste is taken to the waste treatment facility here in Coburg or Port Hope. Mm -hmm. It is treated. Um, <clears throat> so we do um, factor in the disposal costs mm -hmm. for that, of course, because we do have to pay the town to offload. So um, currently, though, the septic pumping price is $250 plus HST, which is the most common now you said about 75 percent of the people will uh, dig their own lids if you have to dig the lids if we have to dig the lids we charge by the hour just mm -hmm. because every tank is different and you don't really know what you're getting into it could be six inches deep it could be three or yeah. four feet yeah. so we charge by the hour currently is a hundred dollars and and uh how long does this process typically take? If you had everything ready to go, it's been maintained on an often enough basis. And usually you're looking at about 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, that being said, if you haven't pumped your tank in 40 years, we could be there for an hour and a half to two hours. It's just a lot more difficult on mm -hmm. our guys and the truck itself to clean the tank. If we have to do the digging, like I said, it just depends on how much digging is involved. I always give the guys at least an hour and a half. Right. And if they're running ahead, bonus. Yeah. If they're running behind, then I start making phone calls, letting all of our clients know. Unfortunately, we're running a little bit behind today. It's just the way I look at it is courtesy. I mm -hmm. mean, you don't want people waiting around. We do give people times. So we're not like Bell. We don't say we'll see you in the morning or we'll see you right. in the afternoon. Yeah. I give you an actual time. So I would say our drive will arrive between 9 and 10 a.m., for example. Yeah. So if they're running late, I like to give people a heads up just so they're not wondering where we are. What about in the winter? Um, pumping in the winter, is there any change to... Um, uh, you know, you, you pay a disposal fee. Is there any change to disposal so fees or anything like that? Our prices are the same all year round um, because our disposal costs to stay the same. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the job does take a little longer and then things are obviously a little bit weather dependent. Um, we don't want our guys out driving around in the freezing rain or, you know, it's just not safe. So, um Sometimes that kind of stuff is a factor, but the price itself for our services do not change in the wintertime. And and how about the digging, like when the ground is frozen? The how digging do you when that? the ground is frozen, that is a very good question. So generally we don't dig that with a shovel because there is frost in the ground mm -hmm. at that point. So when you have troubles in the wintertime, it can be very costly. So we have a mini excavator with all the proper attachments, a frost hook for digging through, and then of course the buckets for digging them up. Mm -hmm. um, quite often the guys will get out there with a bar and they'll try, but you, it's nearly impossible to dig it with a shovel and I can't ask them to spend three hours trying to no. do that. Um, so there is a lot more expense to that. You're looking at another four to $500 on top of the 250 usually. Yeah. Um, so that's why we make it very clear to people that you should maintain your system properly so that you're not calling me in the winter in a panicked state because it will cost you more. And, and when I think, I think most of the time about the real estate transaction, and maybe you weren't even counting on selling your home yeah. or maybe uh, and so maybe you're one of these people that don't keep on top of that pump out. Well, if you want to sell your home, the buyer's going to want it pumped out. And so if if you're 
$450,000 home transaction is pivotal on that pump out and you don't want to pay the $500 premium Mm -hmm. to dig out frozen ground, um, just keep it up. Because if you can show, typically, typically, if you can show a pump out receipt that was done over the last year. Oh, yeah. Most buyers say, that's fine. I mean, once you get, and and they'll accept that receipt. Uh, Most buyers, after, after it's a year old, they'll just say, nah, let's just do another pump and out. you can't blame them because yeah. a lot can happen in a year um septic systems don't last forever so i try to explain to people one day they're working and the next day they're not especially if you didn't recognize the early signs mm. of of having troubles which a lot of like i said a lot of people don't so after a year i can see why especially new homeowners it's peace of mind you don't want to buy a house and then two months later you're into replacing a whole entire septic system yeah um we have done real estate deals in the winter time um, and the people have obviously been willing to pay the extra, mm-hmm. um, but it's not ideal. <laughs> no, no, not <laughs> a, ideal at all. And, and so f- for the, what are, what are some of the challenges maybe that you've, are there any extra challenges you've had with uh, a real estate deal as opposed to just maintenance of uh, septic systems for homeowners? I would say real estate deals for the most part are fine. Absolutely fine. But of course the buyer tends to want to be present at the time um, Mm -hmm. to ask questions and to kind of see how things operate, which you can't blame them. Um, That can sometimes turn into a bit of an awkward spot for us because if there is in fact any issue, we're stuck in the middle. (laughs) So quite often the seller standing there looking at you and we take a lot of pride in what we do. And our name, as you said before, we have five star ratings Mm -hmm. and people who say good things about us. Only five star. We (laughs) would not ever like fudge a result or something like that just to please an agent or a homeowner. So unfortunately, sometimes people don't like to believe that there may be an issue with their system. So it can put us in a weird spot when the buyer and the seller are both there at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what, you, you, you live that, uh, that same, those same dynamics as a home inspector. And, and, uh, and so the home inspector, basically, they answer to who's paying. Like whoever is paying. So if the if the seller is paying <coughs> for the home inspection, the home inspector will talk to the seller. A hundred percent. If the buyer is paying for it, they talk to the buyer, and uh, yeah, it is a it's a, a a tricky dynamic. It There's is, no doubt and that's about it. absolutely true. If we were hired by the buyer to do an inspection, um, the buyer gets the report. They hired mm-hmm. us. They are paying for it. Uh, like again, quite often they're there. If the seller is being proactive, maybe they haven't even listed their house yet, mm-hmm. but they're just being proactive, oh, which is fabulous. Yeah, way. it's so nice. Yeah. There's no pressure on us and and they're prepared. Um, we will give them this, the report, of yeah. course, and it's quite simple. But there is the odd time where you get both parties there at the exact yeah. same time. And the re- and and. And I mean, I don't think you even need to feel awkward about it. It is awkward, but the the reality is, and and I know this, you know, once a, a home inspector um, gets that thicker skin, they they start to realize, 
I didn't create the issue in the home. I didn't create the issue in the septic. I'm just reporting on it. And everybody ought to be happy, even the seller, because if this deal doesn't go through, ta-da, you, you all of a sudden know something about your septic that, that you would have found out down the road mm-hmm. as that issue got worse. So yeah. I think, I think you know, everybody n- needs to look at it as a win-win. And now how about the, in a deal, in a transaction, we, it's usually written up that the, the pump, the septic tanks need to be pumped out and inspected. There right. needs to be an inspection. Yep. What, what does that inspection look like? What are you, what are you, <coughs> you looking for? So, for example, when my husband, Greg, are to show up, um, he has a little bit of an upper hand, I would say, just because he actually did installations for a very long time mm. before we started doing the pumping end of things. So he very often, even when it just comes to locating them, can look at your yard and say, this is where it should be based on this, like the building yeah. codes, for example, yeah. which is a huge help. Um, so essentially you're looking for things right from the beginning and then during the pump out and then at the end. So when you lift the lids off the septic tank, the effluent level should not be touching the bottom of the lid. If it's up that high, it indicates there's either an issue with with the pipes coming from the house to the tank or from the tank to the tile bed, or there's an issue with the tile bed itself because the baffles on either end of the tank where the inlet line comes out and where the outlet line comes out, that's what we call the operating level of the tank. Mm -hmm. So that effluent should be able to flow in and out. If it's up and above that, that indicates there's an issue. So you're looking for that right off the bat. As you're pumping it, of course, you're able to, our guys are able to tell approximately how long it's been pumped based on the thickness of the sludge. Like the, the what's floating on top. Absolutely. Yeah. If it is thick, like a foot thick, you know that tank hasn't been pumped in a while. Yeah. So they'll be able to indicate that for you as well. Um, the baffles, which are also very important parts because they catch debris coming in and going out of the tank. You want to make sure those are still intact. And the integrity of the tank itself. Um, we've pumped a plastic tank before that caved in while we were pumping it. Um, oh plastic dear. tanks are obviously not used as much, but they are a newer thing. Um, that poses a problem, of course, the pressure from the soil on the outside and then the vacuum on the inside just caved the tank in completely. The concrete, you want to make sure there's no obvious cracks or deterioration in that also. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will all be verbally told to anyone, of course, at the home ins- at the inspection. Mm-hmm. Um, but also we do write all of our findings on the, on the actual receipt itself. And, and that's, that's good to hear because I've never, I've never checked with you ahead of time to find out if this is okay. Yeah. But I've always said to, uh, to the buyers and sellers, um, or or whoever is paying, like Mm -hmm. if the seller is paying to get the tank pumped out, get it pumped out and have them write on the receipt. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, system checked and okay. Absolutely. And so that now, now for the first time after years and years and years, (laughs) I've just officially found out what I'm asking people to do is, is okay. It is okay. (laughs) And we also state the size of the tank, which helps them. It also helps us. I put it in the system. So in the future, when we're called back for regular maintenance, I'm also aware of what we're getting into. So I can pull up the address I know what size the tank is, if there was any issues the last time we were there, and we can keep everything documented. Yeah. I got it. 
getting off the serious topic. Okay. We just have a couple minutes before we're going to do our last break. But I want to ask, do you have a funny, <laughs> a funny, re- uh, a funny septic story that you can share without <coughs> names, without addresses? Of course, yeah. yeah. We see some funny things all the time. Uh, well, it wasn't that long ago that uh, one of our drivers had gone to pump a septic system, which was already exposed for us, which was fabulous. The laundry was blowing in the wind and one of the clothespins had come off of a towel and it was kind of just hanging there. Mm -hmm. And he thought, well, I'll just jump up and grab that towel so it doesn't land in the tank here. And I'll just fold it up nicely and set it on this lady's deck. So he jumped up to get the towel. And when he came back down, he actually landed from the waist down in the tank, just catching himself with his elbows Uh, So the entire lower half of him landed in the tank. Uh, Needless to say, he was Mm. dirty. He had to go home and shower, but he was also sore for a few days from catching himself. Catching his entire weight. Yeah, with his his arms, on his elbows. Um, But quite often, I mean, if... If the guys get sidetracked and it's in vacuum and it's not in vacuum, then you can get a bath. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just and and you you shared that story with me just before the show, and and it just made me so grateful for uh, being in real estate, being a realtor. <laughs> and uh, I I mean I I have I have funny situations. But not that one, and and that that also was a tricky drive home for him, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It was messy, and uh, but of course, there's usually a hose at the site. There so is usually a hose. So he, he was able to hose the majority off before getting in the truck. I think he made a ride home in his boxer shorts. Yeah. And you know this is this this station. I love this station because did you listen to the show prior to ours? I have. Yeah, so Chef's Corner, they were talking about a bakery and donuts. <laughs> and and here we are now. Oh, talking about <laughs> talking about the something you don't usually discuss when you're eating food. <laughs> no. Anyways, we're we're at, we're at our last break and folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Join us after the break and Samantha and I, we're going to talk about the do's and don'ts of uh of of a septic system if you own a septic system or you're thinking about buying a septic uh a home with a septic system you're going to find out some of the do's and don'ts we'll be right back welcome back this is your local real estate forum northumberland 89.7 fm's reality realty with dale bryant and our guest today is co-owner of just in time sanitation samantha austin and today's show is titled clearing the air on septic systems uh just before the break uh, samantha shared a, a little bit of a humorous story that uh, had happened to one of the people there and uh Samantha, I got I got this little story. I found it on the web. I mean, we find stories on the web, and, and they may be true, and they're often not true. And maybe you've heard this one before. And, and for the listeners who have already heard this, I apologize. But it, it just is, whether it's true or not, it's just a, I find it an amusing story. And it's called The Bagpiper's Story. And so it goes, 
as this. A bagpiper was asked by a funeral director to play at a graveside service for a homeless man with no family or friends. The funeral was to be held at a cemetery somewhere in the rolling hills of rural Northumberland County. And and I mean, I added that in (laughs) just because trying to make it local. And the, the bagpiper wasn't familiar with the backwoods and got lost. And being a typical man, he didn't stop for directions, but persisted. And with uh, the persistence and guesswork, he finally arrived an hour late. He saw a backhoe in the crew, and the funeral people and hearse had evidently gone as the diggers were eating their lunch. He felt so badly about this and apologized to the men for being late. Going over to the side of the grave and looking down, he could see the lid was already in place. The bagpiper started to play, and the workers gathered round. He played out. He played his heart out, and his soul. Uh, he played his heart and soul uh, for this homeless man. And as he played "Amazing Grace," the workers began to weep. He played like he'd never played before. When the bagpiper was finished, he started towards his car, and as he opened the door, he heard one of the workers say, Man, that was really moving. I've, I've never seen anything like that before, and I've been putting in septic tanks for 20 years. So there's, there's a little... <laughs> have you heard that one before, <laughs> No, Samantha? So there you go. A that was nice. Thanks for that. A little humorous... A little humor. ...septic uh, story. So... <laughs> We're going to do the do's and don'ts of owning a septic system. What, what are, what are, <coughs> let's, let's start with some of the do's. Okay. So we'll list some do's. Um, it is important that you familiarize yourself with the system you have and the location of it. So, um, It'll be easy for someone who's building a new home because they usually make a lot of visits to their new home. So they'll know exactly where it's being put in and mm-hmm. uh, what they have, you know, because they make a lot of those decisions. People who are purchasing a home and they do the inspection, same thing. They'll know. A lot of people um, don't. Mm-hmm. So when that's the case, I just suggest that at the first pump out, you're there. You can ask questions, you can see where it is. And in the future, if we do the digging in the future, you may choose to do it yourself. But it's very, very important to familiarize yourself with what you have. And make make a small map that you keep in a file or on your computer. Oh, yeah, people draw it on their basement walls, like their bricks downstairs or... Put a landmark somewhere on the ground, a patio slab or something, a stake, something. Nowadays, we have septic tank risers, which mm-hmm. makes life very easy. And a lot of new homes have them right off the bat. You might see those green domed mm-hmm. caps sticking out. There's never any guessing as to where your system is. Yeah. You just have to know how it operates, of course. Um, keep the access to the tank secured all the time. You don't want to dig up your tank to have us come and pump it and then just leave it like that. That's a hazard, obviously. Mm-hmm. We don't want children, pets, uh, anyone falling in the hole. For sure. Um, Keep accurate records of the septic maintenance. Like I said, I do keep that. So quite often I do get phone calls saying, can I have an idea of when it was pumped last? Or can I have a list so I can provide that to my realtor? Mm -hmm. But it's also important that you keep the receipts because when you go to sell your home, like you said, they might accept 
it if it was just done a year ago yeah. and you have that receipt at home. Yeah, if and it it depends on a number of issues. I mean, it's uh, if it was if it's some century home and we're suspicious it's a really old tank, then then maybe maybe they still want it checked. You know, even though it was done for a year. Absolutely. If, if the if the whole home seems like it's been maintained to the nines and and people are on top of everything. A year, a year old septic uh, receipt is likely perfectly fine. Maybe even a year and a half old yeah. is fine. So, yeah. For sure. And having the tank pumped and inspected every three to five years. So that's the maintenance factor. You want to maintain your system properly so there aren't any issues. We will pick up on things sometimes that need minor repairs so that in the future, if you were to have left it for 10 years, we may not have been able to catch that, obviously. And now you're into a larger repair. So the maintenance of the tank, three to five years, and that's on you. Like you have Mm -hmm. to call me. We do have a program in place where I can call you with a reminder saying it's been three years. You know, we should think about getting your septic tank pumped. But for the most part, it's the responsibility of the homeowner to call and schedule that. Mm-hmm. The effluent filter we discussed that yeah. needs to be cleaned every single year, sometimes twice a year, depending on the household and their usage, of course. And part of a, a, <coughs> a standard pumping pump out would include the spraying down, the cleaning of the Absolutely. Filter. So if it's on the year where you're getting your septic tank pumped, it's actually, the filter is actually clean free of charge at that time. Mm -hmm. So it's only on those off years that you would be paying us if we were to come around and do the filter cleaning. Conserving water to reduce the load on the tile bed. If it is raining hard for multiple, multiple days in a row, the last thing you want to do is four loads of laundry in a row and then bath all your kids in the same day. A lot of people don't understand it, but this year alone, we had a lot of rain where the ground ha- was already so saturated that you would just see the rainwater laying on top of the ground. Yeah, no, nowhere for that effluent to there go. There is nowhere for it to go. It's already full of groundwater. Yeah. So you need to be conscious of that and just kind of lighten the load on your tile bed. Because unfortunately, if you flush and it's full of groundwater, it has nowhere to go but back inside. So if you were having, if we were having like a crazy... A crazy amount of rain in the spring. Maybe we had a ton of snow that melted, and then the rain is is non-ceasing. And and people people's basements are flooding, and and you know the typical thing mm-hmm. is happening. And maybe you've had your maybe a tank was pumped out a year and a half ago. W- would it possibly be an option, even though you're not up to your three or five years yet, to to potentially get your tanks pumped out just to get you through that really wet, wet season? You can. It doesn't hurt to pump the tank more often um, at all by any means. We have people who swear by pumping every one or two years. That's just how they've always done it, and it is what it is. With that being said, because of the way that the septic tank operates, a household would fill that tank back up to its operating level within a week again. So if we were getting multiple, multiple, multiple days of rain, and then again the following week the same thing, honestly, it would probably be a waste of your money. It's not buying you that much time. not at all. So essentially just conserve water. The more, the less you use, the better. And just kind of wait until things dry up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you can resume to your normal okay. usage for sure. 
Um, any leaking fixtures, we quite often, now we see this more with people who live on a holding tank because there is no tile bed. It is just a concrete chamber buried in the ground. Once it's full, it's full. We come along and pump it out. So if you have a leaking toilet and you normally go four to six weeks between pump outs and now I'm coming back in two weeks, that tells me that you have a fixture inside the house that is leaking. So if you have a toilet that's running mm -hmm. steadily, that is going to contribute whether you have a holding tank or a septic tank. So you want to make sure that you have no leaking fixtures in your house. Pay attention to that. And and you mentioned holding mm. tank. Where do you see holding tanks? Most often on the lake. Yeah. So cottages. cottagers. Yeah. People do have four season homes. We do have a, a lot of people who live on holding tanks, mm -hmm. um, but they're used to it. So they are very good at conserving the amount of water they use because every single thing that they use in their home, their shower, their dishwasher, their laundry, their toilet goes into that holding tank. So do you typically have like a monthly call? Absolutely. Yeah. We have a schedule um, of these people. And then, of course, during the summer months, we have a whole nother group of people who come in because that's the cottaging, mm -hmm. the camps and the resorts. Yeah. So. Um, and then, as I said before, with the multiple days of rain, multiple loads of laundry in a day is not ideal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how about the products we use for cleaning? I, like, I understand, you know, we, we want our homes to be so clean and disinfected, but that same disinfectant can kill the bacteria in the tanks, right? It can. So that's on my don'ts uh, list. Well, let's get into the don'ts. So we're going to get into the don'ts. <laughs> so... I mean, obviously, a cap full of bleach, if you're washing whites, isn't going to affect it too badly. But mm -hmm. if you were cleaning with bleach every day and dumping bleach down your <clears throat> down your well, now it's in your water, right? That starts to affect it a little bit. So you don't want to flush down or dump down your drain too many harsh chemicals because mm -hmm. it will affect the bacteria in the tank. Essentially, the bacteria in the tank is the same stuff that's in your stomach, which you digest, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you wouldn't go and drink a whole bunch of bleach. That wouldn't feel very well in no. your stomach. So, you essentially don't want like that in none. your septic system at yeah. all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. And so, there's likely uh, friendly, friendly products. Um, I'm thinking of... Uh, a store downtown what's in store that has a lot of environmentally friendly products made yeah and i mean they're yeah. good regardless whether you have yeah. a septic tank or not because who wants to be breathing in yeah. those chemicals when they're cleaning they have small children who might you know touch it and then touch their face or lick the side of the tub who knows right yeah. so i mean ideally people should just be using environmentally friendly cleaning products in general for sure yeah for sure um so Special additives, you'll see advertisements for them. They, you might as well flush your money down the toilet. They don't, they don't do anything. So the, it's the, the little package of dried granulars. Yeah. And CLR septic tank or so, there's lots of different brands of things that claim to help your septic system. Some people swear by them. Again, this is yeah. this is going back to the same thing as the wives' tales in the beginning. Some people swear by them and to each their own. Yeah. We don't tell people clearly what they should or shouldn't do to an extent. I mean, we want you to get the best life out of your septic mm -hmm. system. But the people who swear by them, it is, it's their choice what they do with their money. Yeah. 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 All right. Any, any more don'ts? Don't drive on your septic system or park on it. 
Just last week, we actually had a client who had a delivery truck come and deliver some steel for their roof. Oh, my goodness. They backed over the septic tank, um, mostly because, again, this was a real estate deal, and they were not even aware when they purchased the house as to where the tank was located. They were not used to living on septic tank. Uh, The delivery drivers completely caved in the entire top of the septic tank. It was laying on the bottom of the tank. So... That, that was a, how many dollars do you think you could uh, attach to that mistake? Oh, at least 5,000. Oh my goodness, yeah. And that's just the tank itself, fixing the tank itself. Um, we don't know, and they won't know right away, how much damage could have been done to their tile bed. Yeah. You can't drive on your septic system. Do not snow plow over your septic system in the wintertime, because unfortunately, the frost doesn't help your system. So if you snowplow it and now it's freezing cold and the snow isn't there to act as insulation, which yeah. it normally would, yes. now you're into frozen pipes and your tank won't work all winter. Yeah, you think you think maybe you're doing a good thing by clearing but you're not. It, but you're getting rid of the insulation of the snow. Trees yeah. are another very big thing. Please okay. do not plant trees on your tile bed or close to it because you would be surprised how fast roots will travel to get to that moist soil and that and that liquid so trees are bad very bad well samantha i know we have a few more things but we're out of time thank you so much for joining me uh, today on the show and and if people uh have uh some uh septic pump outs to do or an inspection um or they're looking they have an event coming up and they're looking to rent uh, some porta potty or wash stations what's the best way to contact you you can contact us by phone at 905-342-5324 um, i'm samantha and i will be answering your call um, we also have a website justintimesanitation.com you're welcome to email us directly from that website and find us on Facebook. Follow us at Just In Time Sanitation. I'm constantly posting things, do's and don'ts, jobs we've been on, riser installations, all kinds of stuff. So it'll keep you up to date. And uh, we're available 24-7 for any emergencies. And I got to say from personal experience, I don't know if S- Samantha ever has a bad day, but she never, I've never been able to detect it. She's always a pleasure to talk to and super helpful and uh Thank you, Samantha. Thank you. And folks, if you have any other questions or comments about today's show or for any real estate questions, feel free to contact me by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And also don't forget to join me next Thursday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, your truly local radio. Until next week, folks.